The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention please. What you are about to hear is the sound of the revolution. And we're back. Hey, you're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Tramp. Another week, another show. (laughs) Get ready. Here it comes. Come on, let's go. Right? Might be something contagious. Now, the revolution with Jim and Trav begins. It's good to go. Mm -hmm, Whatever. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Dear God, here we go. Um, when it comes to patterning whitetail, I incorporate my cameras and spotting scopes. Bow hunting for mule deer is one of my favorite things to do. Again, a rangefinder is a, almost a necessity to have. A lot of times, I like to use the pop-up blinds because you're you can conceal yourself to where you can have a little bit more movement. Wearing a safety vest to me is a a plus. I, I'm not climbing a tree without it now because you never know that one particular day. Uh, it, Things could go wrong. I heard that you shot a deer, that you feel trusted, that you're already home. I heard that you cooked it medium rare. It was so damn tasty. Wasn't it, Jim? Wasn't it? You ate it without me, didn't you? Yeah! You know who would always share their venison with me? Who's that? For one, Adele. <laughs> she she loves eating wild game. Uh, that's why she lost all the weight. She's just getting healthy, and that's what the outdoors does for you. But also, Chris Dorsey. I'm going to tell you what. He would always share his... Uh, he would share anything. His protein, Mario Calpo, Dean Capuano. All of them are sharers. They're not wild game snobs. <laughs> All right, so we are talking wild you on today's show. And it's going to be a great show because we got three guests that you just named, and I can't wait to get to our first one. Yeah, Chris Dorsey, he's with Sporting Classics TV, Mario Calpo, uh, all new series on uh, Outdoor Channel. I think Channel. he's Australian. Uh, he's something like that. He's with Man Eats Wild, though. It uh, kicks off September 20th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor channel and dean capuano with swarovski optic quest this yeah. is a great show yeah and they've they've got a great pair of binoculars uh, they got a lot of good stuff we're gonna talk uh big game hunting dangerous game hunting all new books lots of cool stuff and eating wild game how can you beat that you can't so let's get to chris dorsey bam wild you is on this week's revolution with jim and trav now kicking off a two-part interview with chris dorsey host of sporting classics tv on outdoor channel saturdays 12 30 p.m eastern presented by outdoor channel sportsman channel world fishing network and my outdoor tv this is part one move aside babe ruth the sultan of swat uh, just being joined by a Hall of Famer, Chris Dorsey. He's also the host of Sporting Classics TV on Outdoor Channel. That is Saturdays, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Season 3, currently airing. Hey, congratulations, though, Mr. Chris, on being inducted into the Legends, Legends. of the Outdoors Hall of Fame. Well, you know, you, you hang around long enough and certain things happen. I guess that's one of them, but uh, but thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, and also, haven't you released some new books recently? 
Yeah, we just wrapped up the third of a trilogy, actually. We did a big game book called uh, Director's Cut. We did a book called Casting Call for Fly Fishermen. And then we did Call Time for Wing Shooters. And it's taking a bunch of great content, combining a, a, a film set that goes with each book. So in other words, Director's Cut, the big game book, has, I think, about 20 different big game hunts from around the world. And again, we we sent great still photographers on all these locations around the world. So we've got this amazing archive of, of really stunning images from really the best sporting life, I think, uh, photographers in, in probably the whole world. Dushan Smetana, John McGilvery, uh, Marcos Fuhr. Uh, some of these guys are guys that I used to buy at Sports of Field magazine when I was running that and uh, and really are just spectacular. But we we created all these great chapters, but then said, look, we've got this amazing video library. We've got 150,000 hours of HD content from around the world. It's like, why don't we do a, a companion DVD film set for each one of these books? So oh, yeah. Anytime you've got a chapter on, say, mountain and yala hunting in Ethiopia, you can actually watch the, the film on mountain mountain and yellow hunting which again there's only like 20 of these animals taken every year so it's a it's kind of a unique package i don't think anybody's really ever done it because i don't think you could really make sense financially yeah if you set out and said i'm going to do a book and a film set it just <laughs> wouldn't really make sense but the fact that we already had this pretty stunning library from 20 years of, of kicking around the globe uh gave us the opportunity to do that so we just wrapped up the third book with sporting classics and it's called Call Time. It's wing shooting around the world. Stunning images. Great video compendium to go with it. So, yeah, I think I think folks will really love it. Now, the thing is, when you think of hunting around the world, everybody comes to, you know, thinking about the dangerous game or, or uh, you know, like the North American 29. But nevertheless, there's a whole lot of wing shooting out there, isn't there? You know, I really, I was kind of baptized into the hunting world as a bird hunter. You know, I used to, I started out as a dog for my brothers. I was the youngest <laughs> kid. So, so it's like, go through those cattails. Let's see if we can kick up some pheasants here. And, and, uh, so that was kind of my, my beginning. And then I got my own bird dog and, and, uh, growing up in, in southern Wisconsin, we had pheasants, we had rough grouse and woodcock and things like that. Ducks, of course, and geese. But, uh, but yeah, that's always been a passion of mine. I've always loved to wing shoot. I've done a lot of it. I think I've been to Argentina like 30 times now. And, wow. And it was interesting. I just came back from Africa a few weeks ago, and about half of that trip was wing shooting. And people really don't understand just how fantastic the wing shooting is in South Africa. I mean, it's, there's great infrastructure there and, and you know, great lodges and driven guinea fowl. You've got ducks and geese and and uh, upland birds, I think there's like 16 different Franklin species in South Africa. So it's really, you know, it's really one of those things. You go to Africa, you typically think of the, you know, the charismatic megafauna, the elephants and buffalo and yeah. and uh, all that kind of stuff, planes game, et cetera. But really, if you can pack a shotgun, there's some some amazing wing shooting I would, I would put up against just about anything in the world, including Argentina. Yeah. Now, didn't you uh, go after like African pygmy goose? You know, I just got a pygmy goose. You're right. I yeah. Mean, way to pay attention, buddy. I mean, you're on your game today. Um, you know, it, it's funny. I, I saw a guy about 25 years ago when I was in South Africa. He had a collector's permit to get a pygmy goose. A pygmy goose, for listeners, is is the world's smallest goose, but it's yeah. stunningly ornate. I mean, it's sort of the the micro goose equivalent of a wood duck. It's just beautiful oh, wow. and and uh, there's not a lot of them, but there's enough to hunt. And and but you can do it on permit and bring them back. 
And uh, so I, I told the guy, I said, look, you know, if we're going to be waterfowl hunting, you know, if there's any chance to get a pygmy goose, he said, I think we can arrange that, you know. But it was about 25 years ago that I saw a guy take one, and I saw the bird, and I just sort of fell in love with the just the beauty of the bird itself and just such an ornate little critter. And uh, so anyway, I finally fulfilled that deal on the, the most recent trip, and it was it was great fun. We got in this little makeshift boat that was made out of a plastic tarp and, and sort of, uh, yeah, I mean, it was unbelievable. I mean, this, this was just, it was, fortunately, it was only about four feet deep across this entire marsh. So I figured the worst case scenario, I could just walk out. But, but, uh, this, this guy who didn't speak any English has paddled me around. The, the professional hunter said, look, I can't go with you in the boat. I mean, obviously it's not going to carry three of us. And, uh, so just, you know, look for the little bird that kind of looks like a teal, but isn't quite a teal. I said, yeah, I think I got the picture. And uh, and we jump shot some some birds and happened to get a couple of pygmy geese. So, yeah, it was a bucket list deal. Yeah, hardest thing to do is gather up all those pygmies to get on that hunt. <laughs> but well, you got to you got to be careful on your quota on those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, you know, starting what Wednesday uh, in most of the lower forty eight, dove season opens up, and that's got to be something that you've really enjoyed. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was just out two days ago with Winchester at Nilo Farms, which is their famous, uh, you know, Olin, Olin property. And, and they had these amazing dove fields. I'm sitting there shooting sporting clays, but behind me are all these dove fields <laughs> that were just covered in doves. And I, I could just see the guys from Winchester. They're all looking at the dove field like, I'll see you on Wednesday. But it's, you know, what an event. And, and it's funny when I was a kid, when I say kid, I was I was early in college. I think I was a freshman or sophomore at, at Stevens Point, University of Wisconsin, at Stevens Point, and we didn't have a dove season. And and biologically, and, and again, I'm a biologist by training and English major and all that fun stuff. So what do you do with that? You do television, I guess. But but I, you know, I said biologically, there's no reason we shouldn't have a dove season in the state of Wisconsin. These are migratory birds. Yeah, they're going into Illinois all the way down into Texas, and for all I know, you know, northern Mexico, and they're going to be shot all the way down once they you know pass through the the southern border of wisconsin why don't we get a crack at them and uh, so we created an organization in wisconsin to try and get that passed or wrote a piece in the milwaukee journal and, and it was amazing this bird of peace right i mean there was a lot of blowback on oh my god you want to shoot the morning doves that are on my bird feeder every morning and <laughs> like, so anyway it didn't succeed that time but eventually we finally got a dove season in the state of wisconsin and and I like to think I was a small part of that, and I love dove hunting, and I love to eat them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got to take a break, Chris. Can you stick around? You bet. Hey, we're talking with Chris Dorsey. He's the host of Boarding Classics TV on Outdoor Channel, Saturdays at 1230 Eastern Time. All new, third season currently airing, and this has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Now, Mr. Chris, to learn more about you, your amazing hunts, accomplishments, uh, your new books out, man, where can we find you online? You know, you can go to sportingclassicsstore.com, and they've got all the books there. Sporting Classics TV on Instagram is a good place to kind of follow us and see what's going on. We post uh, pretty regularly on that as well. So, yeah. Hey, more Chris right after this. Don't go anywhere. Recently, we asked if you thought we'd been really awesome these past few months. You guys have been really awesome these last few months. And you agreed. So for even more awesome, check out JimandTrav.com and stay tuned because the Super Duper Awesome Show will continue right after these short messages. Premier Week is coming. 
to Outdoor Channel. That is a stupendous idea. It's Outdoor Legends. Man, we catch so many fish, I feel like I'm on one of those fishing shows. <laughs> New stars. You either win the rodeo or you get hurt. Explosive moments. Whoa! And the wildest food on earth. Oh, hello. That looks awesome. Premiere week begins Monday, September 20th on Outdoor Channel. Next time, let's make it a bit bigger. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Today, it's Wild You. Now, let's rejoin Chris Dorsey, host of Sporting Classics TV on Outdoor Channel, Saturdays, 1230 p.m. Eastern, presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Here's part two. Hey, we're back. We're talking Wild You on this week's show. And before the break, old Chris Dorsey was talking about hunting all over the world, and he does hunt all over the world. Yeah, now I've seen uh, you hunting with an Umarex, I think it was, 50 cal for, like, whitetail. Have you ever used the air gun shotguns wing shooting? You know, I haven't yet, but i got to tell you, that, that Umarex is something. Yeah. And you could see when we filmed that down in South Carolina, I mean, I didn't exactly know what to expect, but I, I tell you what, this is not your granddad's air <laughs> rifle. When I, when I hit that whitetail, I mean, it was over tea kettle, and uh, I mean, it was just amazing. Even the guide, you know, I think we had to, we had to bleep him. Him, but he was like, holy, you know, and, and it was just, it was incredible, the, the knockdown power of that thing. And now they're taking Cape Buffalo with these things. I mean, yeah. it's an SCI, Safari Club now has a, a brand new category for uh, for trophy registration from the air rifle. So it's uh, it's really taken off. I, I think you're going to see a lot of states actually just sort of adopt air rifle seasons as one more or could be part of the bow season. We'll see, you know, but that's certainly coming and, and the technology is such that it, it's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, how did you find the uh, the range to be, I mean, did they have to be really close in or did, could you get some distance to it? No, I mean, you know, 100 yards was really no problem. And uh, wow. so it, it's different than a bow. And, and you're, you know, again, you're talking about big bullets here and, and a lot of knockdown power. And of course, if you go to the, the top end, um, you know, again, they're taking Cape Buffalo with these things in Africa. So it's, it's pretty serious business. Yeah. Now kind of transitioning for a second, uh, you completed the North American sheep slam, which consists of doll sheep, desert bighorn sheep, Rocky Mountain bighorn sheep, and the stone sheep, as well as the North America 29, which is like such a huge accomplishment. There's only, what is it like 173 recipients on this list? Is that right? Yeah, I'm not even sure. It, it's not a ton, for sure. No. But it's, uh, yeah, the desert bighorn was the last animal in North America. And, you know, I didn't set out to take the North American 29. It's one of those things that, you know, you just, you, you want to go to different places. You want to hunt different critters. And and then suddenly you realize, you know, I've, I've kind of gone through most of these, you know. And, of course, you've hunted many of these things many different times. But it's, uh, yeah, it, it's, what, what's interesting about the process is the places you get to go and, and the different landscapes you get to see. And sheep country, obviously, is spectacular. And, and the most, you know, spectacular thing about sheep hunting to me is just the places that they live. And, uh, one of the, one of the great hunts I did in North America was a, was a bighorn hunt really outside of Banff National Park in Alberta. It was just spectacular landscape. 
and it was the last day of a 10-day hunt, and I, I finally got the ram just at last light. And it was, you know, it was staying in tent camps in, in the top of a mountain, looking at grizzlies and, <laughs> and uh, riding horseback and always, you know, sitting around a campfire at night listening to the snickering of horses. And it was just such a wilderness experience that I just soaked it up. And, and the sheep almost became, you know, the reason I was there in the first place. And, and, and the goal obviously was to get a sheep, but it was really the process of the whole thing. That uh, was just memorable and spectacular. Yeah, Mr. Chris Dorsey, we're hanging out talking a Sporting Classics TV on Outdoor Channel. That is Saturdays, 1230 p.m. Eastern Time. All new episodes, third season currently airing. You've been, Mr. Chris, to some of the most far-flung remote corners of the world. Um, you're a very gregarious social guy, but do you find you're drawn to that solitude, that, you know, lack of civilization, you know, it's so remote. Do you find yourself just being pulled to that? Yeah, I think it's humbling, you know, and, and I wrote about this in director's cut. It, it's, you know, that when you go to Alaska and you're sitting on the side of a mountain and, and you see all that's before you, you just go, you know, you're not you're not a frog's belch, consequently, <laughs> in, the, in the universe. I mean, you look at, at what created all of this, and you just think, wow, you know, I, I am just a speck in time here. This is such an amazing place, such a cathedral, that you look at it, and it, you can't help but be humbled. And, and I think there's something really healthy and grounding about that, to realize that there's a lot more in this universe than than our own whatever. And, uh, and, and just to be humbled by that and to see it and to appreciate it. And a little creation therapy goes a long way. Yeah. I have found out that my new person to be in the next life is Chris Dorsey. That's all right. Now, with everything you've done in the places, in the books, in the television shows, what do you hope, Mr. Chris, is your mark you're going to leave on the outdoor industry on the hunting sport. What do you hope your legacy is? Well, you know, look, that's a great question. I, I think what I'm spending a lot of time on in the last few years is really talking to sportsmen, talking to the industry, trying to really get them to understand that we're we're engaged in a bit of a cultural war here in case it's lost on people that there's there's a lot of folks that don't like what we do. Mm-hmm. And and we have to tell our story. We have to tell it to the mainstream. We have to define ourselves, right, as opposed to being defined by others. We've got a tremendous story to tell, as you guys know. I mean, we we are the architects of conservation in, in, frankly, the world, not just in North America. And and we've done tremendous things. But if we don't tell that story and we don't, we don't share that with the mainstream, not just ourselves, we're really good at telling ourselves how great we are. And we are. But at the end of the day, if we're going to, we're going to keep this, this lifestyle going forward for our kids, our grandkids and others, you know, we've, we've really got to take the ball and run with it and, and go forward. And I'm really pushing hard in the industry. I've given a lot of speeches on this. I've talked about this, written about it done a lot of podcasts and radio interviews about that, but it's it's something we all can own, and I think the really good news is the industry is waking up. I mean, they're seeing the fact that we've got to engage, we've got to do it on scale and and hit the mainstream and, and just sustain it. We can't just you know put an ad out there or or have one talk or one interview and say we're done we did it you know we're we're being attacked all the time we have to push back we have to define who we are and we have to go after our opponents at the end of the day who don't have a good narrative who are simply looking to raise money 
and uh, and we need to expose that. So I'm really trying to get people to embrace that and and understand that whether whether they're doing a radio show or a podcast or magazine pieces or have the capacity. We do a show for Fox Nation. You know, we talk about it on Fox Nation, another mainstream platform. I write for Forbes as well, and I talk about it in Forbes columns, 120 million uh, downloads every every month of Forbes content. Um, so we're doing what we can do, but I, that's that's my hope is that we can ignite the industry to really own this and tell the story to the mainstream and, and change the landscape. That's the hope. You bet. Hey, you've got your marching orders from Chris Dorsey. He's the host of Sporting <laughs> Classics TV on Outdoor Channel Sundays at 1230 Eastern Time. No, uh, Saturdays, 1230 p.m. Eastern Time. And this has been presented by Tour TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. Tour TV at MileDoorTV.com. Again, Mr. Chris, to learn more about you, your books, accomplishments, where you're going, Sporting Classics TV, where can we find you online, buddy? Yeah, you know, Sporting Classics TV on Instagram and, and uh, Sporting Classics Store. Uh, .com for the books, and uh, yeah, you can learn a lot right there. You bet. Hey, stick around, because we've got Mario Calpo. Uh, he's the host of Man Eats Wild. He's going to eat some crazy stuff. Mr. Chris, we love you. God bless you, buddy. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys. Always good. JimandTrav.com has so much stuff about the outdoors. It's scary. <laughs> oh, sorry. Punch up JimandTrav.com now and check out the archives. Tons of professional outdoor tips and tactics. And send along some feedback so we can customize the show to what you want. JimandTrav.com. Stay tuned. The revolution will be right back. He's a wilderness athlete, instinctive hunter, angler and forager, and gourmet wild food chef. Man Eats Wild host Mario Calpo will inspire you as he crosses oceans, mountains, and deserts. I kind of have a feeling like I'm up with the gods. It doesn't get any better. In search of the freshest, cleanest wild game on the planet. This is 100% wild food. Man Eats Wild premieres Monday, September 20th at 7.30 p.m. on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. The revolution with Jim and Travis on the air with Wild You. Now let's kick off another two-parter with Mario Calpo, host of Man Eats Wild, premiering on Outdoor Channel September 20th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at himtnjerky.com. Here's part one. Hey, we are back. We're talking Wild You on this week's show. And uh, before the break, we had Chris Dorsey on. He is the host of Sporting Classics TV on Outdoor Channel. Yeah, just now being joined by Mario Calpo. He is the host of Man Eats Wild. It premieres on Outdoor Channel September 20th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Did I hear this correct, Mario? Uh, you almost got killed by a great white shark not too long ago. I don't know what the shark was thinking, but <laughs> all I know is that it was very close. And a bit too close for my comfort zone, to be honest. But yeah, I was diving for lobsters in um, the South Island of New Zealand and had a bit of an encounter with a very large fish. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, your show title is intriguing, Man Eats Wild. I mean, basically, it's about what? Uh, the show, the premise of the show is about reconnecting people to their food. Um, I think a lot of people these days, you know, we don't really know what we're eating, these big supermarket chains and major companies. So, you know, I like to, 
you know, reconnect people, show them exactly what they're eating, going out and harvesting it themselves. It's a much healthier option. Uh, it's better for the environment. And it's a great action-packed way to, to do that. So, you know, it is what the title says it is. It's man eats wild. I go out into the wild and I harvest gourmet food and make incredible dishes all whilst showcasing different cultures and cuisines around the world. Now, do you think the lack of hunting participation in the field-to-fork area, is it due to, and I'm kind of talking about North America here because not everyone's as lazy as us, Um, is it due to lazy behavior we'd rather have it given to us or do you think it's lack of knowledge and not knowing uh there is an opportunity to go out there and harvest and forage for ourselves what do you think it is look i think it's a matter of convenience these days you know um as the world gets bigger and everyone gets busier we just simply don't have the time to go out there and and um and you know hunt and fish and gather for yourself but you know there's other ways of supporting that system um you know like for me uh, if you can't get out there and i know you, you know, a lot of people live in a big city or whatever you know at least try to support local ranches and um organic farms and farmers markets because essentially that's still being connected to your food it's just one smaller step away from it um you know my issue is when you're like 15 20 steps away from your food you know you're eating seafood that was caught in an ocean you know, 15,000 miles away from you. So um, I think back to your point, it's just convenience and we're just so busy these days. But there comes a point to, you know, where we're going to get to where we have no idea what we're eating. It's really bad for us and, and, it's, and it's causing a lot of harm. So that that's why I hope I can inspire a few people and educate people with this show, which is another exciting part of what we do, you know, is just showing people the food side of it, you know, and this is what you can do with a cut of meat. Um, it doesn't have to be traditionally just whack it on the barbecue and, you know, grill the crap out of it. So, yeah, I mean, we've been doing that for too long. So, yeah. All right, Mr. Mario Calvo, he is the host of Man Eats Wild. It premieres on Outdoor Channel September 20th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Make sure you tune in and watch it. Now, you you did a hunt, which I think is really neat. I would say it's almost like spiritual, uh, going after Himalayan tar in New Zealand. Um, rugged territory, you're way high up, you know, above the clouds a lot of the times. That had to be such a neat experience. Definitely. That was one of my favorite hunts on my first series, no doubt. We actually climbed a a mountain range, the highest mountain range in New Zealand. And like you said, I was above the clouds. And, um, you know, those critters are very, very elusive and hard to find. And, you know, um, it can be hours or days in between opportunities. So I, to say that it was very satisfying to get one is an understatement. But, you know, that's another point that's really um, actually I'd like to talk about is, is, you know, getting out there and harvesting your own food is sometimes it's the experiences and the places that you get put in um, by default that are incredible. And, I mean, when would I ever see myself on the top of those mountains if it wasn't for trying to harvest 
my own food, you know. So um, that's another thing is it's the journey, it's the chase rather than the kill a lot of the time um, that I find you know, incredible. Yeah, well, you know, the thing is a lot of people go out there and they hunt for the horns, but it sounds like yeah. you're more of a meat hunter. You just like to go out there and, and harvest it because it's good to eat. Absolutely. That's what it's all about for me, you know. Um, I mean, I'm not uh, one to judge anyone, but it's just not my thing, you know. I'm all about food, and that's it. I'm an ex-restaurateur. You know, I'm very, very interested in, in, you know, um, natural food and organic food and going out and getting it yourself. So a lot of the times I'll target something that's an invasive pest. Um, so we're actually ticking a few boxes. One is, uh, you know, um, harvesting amazing food and, and getting this beautiful tasting um, meat. And the second box is actually an environmental one. You know, we're, we're conserving natural landscapes by eradicating um, these invasive animals that uh, shouldn't be there. So, you know, if, if we can tick both those boxes, I think it's a really positive thing uh, for sure. Where do you think, Mr. Mario, Anywhere in the world that you have been where the indigenous people or, you know, anyone living there is the most connected, most grounded to their food, where would you say that is? Without question, Africa. Really? There's no question. About it. Yeah. That's, and it's, it's crazy there because things that we think are taboo to eat or, you know, oh, we can't eat that probably because we've seen it in a cartoon or something like that. Um they look at it as a staple diet, you know, like, so it's all about the land. It's just completely about how they can give back and what they can take out of it. And it's a very, you know, um, cool balancing act. And, you know, they're, they're actually a part of the food chain. They don't separate themselves from it. They're, they they believe that, you know, they're part of it. So um, I would say out of all my experiences, that's probably where I felt like people were the most connected to the land, for sure. You bet. Hey, we got to take a break. Can you stick around? Yeah, sounds great. All right. Hey, we're talking with Mario Calpo. And, of course, he's the host of Man Eats Wild on Outdoor Channel, September 20th. That's the premiere, isn't it, Trap? Yeah, September 20th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. This has been brought to you by High Mount Seasonings. Visit them online to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTNJerky.com. Now, Mr. Mario, before we get to a break, uh, for our listeners, if they want to follow along on your adventures, gear up for Premier Week on Outdoor Channel, all that good stuff. Where can we find you online, buddy? Uh, if you want to follow our adventures, go to Man Eats Wild TV on Instagram, and that'll keep you up to date. I've got a, some really cool trips coming up. So, yeah, follow us on Man Eats Wild TV Instagram. You bet. Hey, more Mario right after this. Wild game, freezer fill in fun. Have a surplus of wild game meat that you don't know what to do with? Meat is a wonderful gift to give. The NRA's Hunters for the Hungry program makes it easier to find a processor to butcher and package wild game for local charities. Go to hfth.nra.org forward slash get involved for an interactive map that shows the meat processors that provide these services in your area. End of summer. The revolution with Jim and Trav. Crank up the awesomeness and log on to JimandTrav.com and make your voice heard. Hang on. The boys will be right back. Deer Week is coming, and the fur is going to fly. Our Deer Week co-hosts can't wait as Jeff Denker faces off with Megatron in a grudge match for the ages. And country music star Cody Johnson takes on Raxzilla in a bruising Texas turf war. Two networks, seven nights, 140 hunts. Let the battles begin. 
Deer Week begins Monday, September 13th on Outdoor Channel and Sportsman Channel. Presented by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Make my day. Outdoor adventure and great eating go hand in hand with all of our High Mountain Seasonings jerky kits, snack and sticks, buckboard bacon, finishing sauces, rubs and shakers, marinades, and more. Go to HIMTNJerky.com or call 1-800-829-2285 today. Thanks for tuning into The Revolution with Jim and Trav. And I can't believe I listened to these two idiots. Today, it's Wild You. Now, once again, here's Mario Calpo, host of Man Eats Wild, premiering on Outdoor Channel September 20th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. This is part two. Hey, we are back. We're talking wild you on this week's show. Our guest, Mario Calpo. This guy is wild in the country. He literally eats everything. He is man eats wild. Uh, he premieres on Outdoor Channel September 20th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, you have to tell us, what is it like hunting water buffalo? And what does water buffalo taste like? Yeah, it's a dangerous animal, a very dangerous animal. They can go well over 2,000 pounds um, quite easily, but... um. They are a, I don't want to sound cliche, but it does taste like beef. It is very similar. I mean, it is a bovine, so it's part of the cow family. Extremely tough animal. Like, you do not want to get tangled up with one of those guys. They, um, they can definitely absorb some lead when you're, when you're hunting them. And, um, you know, if you put them in a corner or a bad position, um, I'd be, you know, running pretty quickly. But, um, you know, we hunted them. It's actually an interesting story. The episode on my show that you're watching, um, we hunted them during the rainy season. And the, the bit that was scary about that hunt was that we were in these water plains that were absolutely crocodile infested. Oh. So every time you had to cross a river or a puddle, you were like, oh, my God, there's snapping handbags everywhere. So that was, um, <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> now, in your show, um, once again, Man Eats Wild, it premieres on Outdoor Channel September 20th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You know, I think it's kind of like, let's say, take a kid. If his parents go out and buy him his first vehicle, yeah, he's going to love it, but he's not going to appreciate it as if he worked for it himself, you know? Um, and yeah. the same thing goes about our food. You know, if we're not out there, we're not, you know, like chasing after red stag like you've done or going after the Himalayan tar or, you know, fallow deer, whatever, and you harvest it, you, you know, field dress it, you process it, and you go home and you cook it, you make these exquisite meals. It's so cool what you do. I think it really does make you appreciate it more. It, it tastes better. Uh, you do have a better connection. And is that ultimately kind of you want to go from the beginning process to the end? You know, we're consuming it. We're digesting it now. We're reflecting back on the hunt and how amazing it was. Is that pretty much the premise of what you're wanting to get across to ignite the same passion in other outdoorsmen and women? And that was a really well, well, a good way to put it. Actually, it's, it's it is about working hard for your food, and you know, appreciating it. And the whole process from start to finish is it's, it's amazing. I, people should you know at least once in their life experience that. I, and I don't care if you're a, you know a nine year old man or a, a five year old child. You can do it on any level. You know, you can go out and catch a fish, put it in a smoker, and eat it. And that whole 
start to finish experience is that's getting connected to your food. And, you know, we, we all were hunters and gatherers at some point in our lives, otherwise we wouldn't be here. So I think um, it's important. And, and you, you, you make a really good point about, um, especially young people, um, you know, living in this fast-paced society, of technology, they kind of miss out a little bit. So, um, yeah, it's exactly what it's all about. And um, like I was saying, you know, if we can inspire people by showing them, you know, how to do it, then then that's a win. But, you know, certainly like anything in life, when you work your, your butt off to get something, it tastes so much better. And and, um, and that's exactly right with, um, with harvesting our food. Yeah, well, your uh, your program, Man Eats Wild, you know, as it premieres uh, September twentieth, does it all take place in? And I'm going to take a wild stab in the dark, Australia, or do you actually kind of travel around the world? Well, this is I do travel around the world, and each season is is basically a different region in the world. So. Um, Hopefully, by the time I finish this project and we're up to season 10, we've probably done the whole world. But <laughs> the first season, which is my, you know, it fits in great with my travel schedule. But, um, I, the first one is Australia and New Zealand and the Pacific Islands. So, um, yeah, there's a few episodes in the outback of Australia and the water plains of Australia. Um, then we go off to New Zealand and we do the mountains and, uh, the oceans where I almost got taken out by a great white. And, um, you know, it, so yeah, we, we ticked off the most dangerous part first because I feel like that was, uh, if I could get through doing Australia, then I could pretty much do anywhere in the world. So that's why we did that. <laughs> yeah. you know? All right. So once again, talk with Mario Calpo. He is the host of Man Eats Wild that premieres on Outdoor Channel September 20th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And this has been brought to you by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Again, Mr. Mario, to follow along on your adventures. You, you do such amazing, fun stuff in the outdoors, man. Where can we find you online? Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Man Eats Wild TV. Um, that's where all my adventures get posted up. Uh, I'm just about to go to Africa in two weeks, so oh. there's going to be a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, we're filming our second season right now, um, so there's going to be some amazing adventures there. Um, some really weird and unique stuff, like, like we're going to be in Egypt for one episode. Whoa. Um in Morocco, um, the Seychelles. So, you know, we do crazy things in really weird and quirky locations. So check us out, Man Eats Wild TV. And like you said, we're premiering on the Outdoor Channel on September 20th. You bet. Hey, stick around because Dean Capuano, host of Swarovski's Optic Quest, is coming up next. That's right. Mr. Mario, God bless you, man. Thanks for coming on, buddy. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for having us. Big Game Pursuits. Where we're going, boys and girls, there are no roads. Is there flying spaceships? Of course there is. How do you think we're going to get around, buddy? We're hunting for Ibex. We're chasing after bear. We're catching big catfish. It's going to be totally crazy. I'm so excited for this adventure. I think I just saw an alligator. We are hunting Big Game on today's show. There, the revolution with Jim and Trav will return right after these messages. 
It's time to reimagine the off-road experience because Yamaha has reimagined the side-by-side. Available in either two- or four-seat models, the Wolverine R-Max 1000 lineup sets a new benchmark in the off-road world. Featuring a 999cc parallel twin engine, aggressive tires, and an automotive-style cabin. And select models include high-performance Fox IQS in-cab adjustable suspension, all-new D-Mode to optimize power delivery, an integrated Yamaha Adventure Pro navigation system, and much more. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com to learn more about the Wolverine R-Max 1000. It's time to get out there and realize your adventure with Yamaha. Professional driver on closed course. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Vehicle specifications subject to change. It's a master class in the art of the driven hunt. 11 years in the making. I gotta tell you, it was a thrill. Discover techniques and tricks of European-style driven hunts from some of the world's best riflemen. So get ready. The hunt is about to begin. Wild Boar Fever, the art of boar. Presented by Aimpoint. Premiere Saturday, September 11th at 5.30 p.m. on Outdoor Channel. And streaming exclusively on My Outdoor TV. Thanks for tuning in to the Revolution with Jim and Trav's Wild You Show. Now, please welcome Dean Capuano, host of Swarovski Optic Quest on Outdoor Channel, Sundays, 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. Here's Jim and Trav. Hey, we are back. We're talking Wild You on this week's show. Before the break, we had old Mario Calpo on. Of course, he has a program called Man Eats Wild. That's right. Dean kills it. Mario cooks, cooks it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Dean Capuano, Swarovski, Optic Quest, Outdoor Channel. That is Sundays, 1130 a.m. Eastern Time. Mr. Dean, you crazy man. How's it going, buddy? It's going great. How are you guys doing? I uh, Doing great. Now, Now we're coming up on that uh, fall moose hunting in Maine time. Did you, uh, did you go up there last year? I did, I did, and you know, moose hunting is one of those things for me, I, you know, I didn't get the chance to do it a lot as a kid, I watched it and was around it, and now that I've gotten, you know, I did one in the Yukon a few years ago, and finally was able to go up to Maine last fall, and, um, and get into the moose, which was a bucket list of mine for sure. Yeah. Now, isn't there more moose in Maine than anywhere else in the lower 48? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, it's tough to get a tag up there, number one, and then you get up there, and it really is an unbelievable state. Maine is one of those states that's just done such a a good job with their fish and wildlife, and and in particular the moose at managing the herd and everything. So it's great when you finally get a tag and go up, you're, you're going to see moose. I mean, it's thick woods, so you got to get in after them, but uh, they've done such a good job. There's so many moose up there. It's just, you can't help but be excited going up for sure. Yeah. Now, is the style of hunting then a more spot and stalk, or do you just set up on a runway? Yeah, no, it it, it kind of is. Uh, you know, when I was up there hunting with a guy who loves to kind of get after him, and, and, you know, those, those logging roads, the big logging companies spend a lot of time up in northern Maine. The bad news is to some people is they take trees. The good news is when, when they do what they do, they create such good habitat for the moose. In other words, they go in, you know, they, they clear out some of these areas that quite frankly need to get cleared out. And then they put, I'm not going to say nice roads. They don't put blacktop roads, but they put nice areas and they plant them with a lot of clover because the clover mm-hmm. kind of holds all the soil together on the roads and, 
So it really works out well for the moose. And we were just in an area, we kind of work these logging roads and clover fields. And then, you know, you listen for them. And obviously these big, big bulls are pretty vocal in September. And once you hear them, you kind of go in the woods after them. It's, it, it's, I love to hunt that way. It's kind of like turkey hunting in, in a sense where it's a social hunt. You're with your guide. You get to talk about what's happening and, and you're on the move. You're not just sitting in one spot all day. You know, it's amazing when you're when you're looking at moose from afar. It's like, oh, that's a white-tailed deer. And then it's on the ground. And like, no, that's a damn elephant. They're <laughs> yeah. just massive. There is absolutely no ground shrinkage, <laughs> even with a smaller moose. Like in, in these big ones, you walk up on them. And what's amazing to me every single time is when you walk up on a big one, how they can move through the woods as quiet as they do. I mean, I'm, you know, not even a, a quarter of his size, and I feel like I'm a, a bull in a china shop walking <laughs> through the woods in northern Maine, and these big animals with these huge antlers on their head are walking through so quiet. It's, they really are amazing animals. And, you know, when you go to Maine, it's awesome how everybody gets excited. Like, uh when I was heading up, we had, you know, I, I did a big um Dodge Ram for the Swarovski Optic brand. So we, we wrapped it in, in logos and everything. So I took that vehicle on this hunt. And so I'm going up 95 from Rhode Island. And I, you know, I was excited about the hunt. I was going a little fast. I got stopped by a, um, a state cop up there. Mm-hmm. And he pulls me over. And, you know, I was just honest with the guy. I said, look, I'm going up for moose hunting. I'm excited. I was going, you know, 10, 15 miles over the speed limit. <laughs> he kind of laughed. He was an awesome guy. He's like, ah, what unit are you hunting in? And, you know, we ended up talking moose, and he had a Paris Rossi optic binoculars. Did so, he really? Um, just, just really great how the whole community um, gets kind of behind it. I think it got me out of a ticket that day, but uh, I'll take, I'll take yeah. it anyway. And get it. Yeah, and now he has two pairs. <laughs> now he has yeah. two pairs. <laughs> and now he can buy Swarovski whenever he wants. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Dean Capuano. Of course, he is the guy. Ask that state trooper up there uh, from Swarovski Optics. That's right. Make sure you watch Swarovski Optic Quest on Outdoor Channel Sundays, 1130 a.m. Eastern Time. All new season currently airing. What can we expect from uh, this new season, Mr. Dean? Yeah, we did a lot of different things this year. I mean, obviously with COVID the last couple of years, we haven't been able to travel as much internationally which, you know, in the beginning was a little disappointment. But on the same token, it allowed me to do some different things that I wouldn't typically do here in the U.S., like a Maine moose. You know, we did a couple of trips to Hawaii, which Hawaii has really become a a hotbed for going as far as you can go without going international, but (laughs) coming over there. And and just the whole experience has been really good. So we tried to do some different things. We did a, um, a hunt on Block Island in Rhode Island. It's a small island off the coast. Um, here in the Northeast that's got some really good deer hunting. Um, so, yeah, we did some different things this year, which was kind of nice. I'm kind of excited about it. And uh, hopefully as we roll back through, you know, the rest of 21 and 22, we get back to doing some international stuff. You bet. Hey, tune in to Swarovski's Optic Quest uh, on Outdoor Channel, Sundays at 1130 Eastern Time. And we'll be back right after this. Thanks so much, Mr. Dean. We love you, buddy. Thank you very much, guys. Have a great day. Come listen to a story about some boars I know. They hunt and fish a lot and have a funny show. They love this great land, happy to be free. Give it up for Trav and Papa Jim B. Don't move. The revolution with Jim and Trav will return right after these important messages. How would you like to save up to $500 on your next vacation package? Any vacation package anywhere in the world. 
Just call Superior Travel and mention the code RADIO and save up to $500. We'll design a custom, fantastic vacation just for you. With all the bells and whistles. Not some cookie-cutter vacation, but a unique, all-included vacation customized by one of our exclusive travel experts. And our service is completely free. You pay nothing more. So why waste your time? Let us do it for you. We've got over 100 years of travel experience to help create the perfect trip for you. Call now and learn how to save up to $500 on your next custom vacation. Pick up the phone, call Superior Travel, and use the code word RADIO. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. That's 800-570-9631. The Revolution with Jim and Trav present Real Men of the Outdoors. Real Men of the Outdoors. Today we salute you, Mr. Jim. Look who it is, it's Jim! With his endless supply of Tommy Bahama outfits, safari hats, and sandals. What were you thinking? I was going to change my name to Tommy Bahama. You think it looks natural, but it couldn't look weirder. Unless maybe it had a propeller. Oh, look at the freak! I do have new shorts. <laughs> well, I got Hollywood legs. But, I, I like to wear shorts and a t-shirt when I record. Do you know that I have barbecue sauce on my knuckle? Yeah, I did lick it off. So once again, we salute you, oh grandpappy of the outdoors, Mr. Jim. I don't know if it was from yesterday or last week. It's the grandpappy of the outdoors. Great show, everyone. We just got to get out of here. Man, this is it. Oh, no. This sounds serious and real. This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. What the hell are you still doing here? Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show this week. Talking about Wild You on this week's show. And, of course, we kicked it off with Chris Dorsey. Also went to, uh, uh, who's that guy? Mario Calpo. That's the guy. And then finally, Dean Capuano. Yeah. Sounds like something you order in an Italian restaurant. You say that every single time we talk to him. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, so this was a fantastic show, Jimbo. Last word? Last word is, hey, dove season is open. Get out there and uh, take some little ones with you. Have a good time. Make them your bird boy girls, whatever it may be. All right, so yes, get outdoors this week. And I think that's what Jimbo meant to say. Uh, hammer home firearm safety. That's what you oh, need yeah. to do. And just make sure you Guys, you recreate outdoors as a family. Build a fire. Uh, All right, so we got to go. We will return next week. Peace out, boys and girls. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you and the United States of America. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 